You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia, hosted by Ivan Fonte. Tune in worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated Special Announcement Due to the COVID-19 restrictions in 2020, the race is postponed to 2022. Now the race is on and here comes pride at the backstretch the Victoria Cup 2022. Purchase special rings at $100 each. For every 10 rings purchased, receive one ring for free. Presented and conducted by Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated. First prize is $100,000 guaranteed. Australia's biggest pigeon race from Cobar in New South Wales. For more information, visit the website at www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. That's www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. Or telephone Taz Gazis on 0419-386-861. That's 0419-386-861. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM Sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 551 Southern FM sponsor 
Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor In my community, when you're growing up, if you're the man, you know, you've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work, my brothers. I mean, they changed, not me. But I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried. Men do get depression and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Molly and Fluoro for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturday from 4 till 5pm. We'll have interviews with gardening experts plus gardening tips and fresh produce recipes. We will also talk about what's happening in your beautiful Bayside garden, what's blooming now and what to do in your garden now. Then stay tuned for the after show where we'll be keeping you entertained with special guests, fun and games and of course more great music. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Ponty. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia.
Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Ponti. And uh, hello to everybody out there and uh, welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. The uh, website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au and our address at Pigeon Media Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and all social media. Just go to the Google machine and search Pigeon Radio. Radio Australia, and it'll be right up there on top on the Google machine. So stay tuned for this uh, program today. Uh, we've got a very exciting program. First off, we've got uh, uh, Dr. Rob Marshall coming on to talk about the Pigeon Radio Australia Euro Race Mix, which will be sold at Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. So we'll talk more about that with Rob in a minute. And we've got uh, Naomi Pierce, who's won the uh, race again in England, first and second. She's done very well. Joseph Rivera from the United States of America. We've got him talking about his 600-mile race he was racing on the weekend in the United States. And we've got a couple of guests from Western Australia. The president of the Pigeon Racing Federation in Western Australia is one of our guests. And Peter Adams from Bustleton. We've got him as well. So on with the show, people. And we have to introduce these two bananas, which we introduce these bananas every week. So we're going to introduce them again this week. Can you think what I think in B1? I think I am B2. It's music. Tony McPherson and Tony Barbara, B1 and B2, our Pigeon Radio Australia bananas in pyjamas. In pyjamas, I come coming down in pairs. Mr. B2, Tony Barbara. Hello, Tony. How are you, mate? Hello, I mean, good and good day to B1, good day to Pink Panther, and good day to everybody around the world. And good day to the uh, Pink Panther who will be coming along late, later. Mm. Um, well, and, talking about Pink I'm Panther, everyone. P- talking about Pink Panther, here he comes. And now, introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's know-it-all spy correspondent, Charlie Gretsch. Sir Charles Gretsch. Hello, everybody. Hello, Charlie. How are you, mate? Very good. Very good, very good. All right, um, now we're going to get straight into the program right now, and we've got Dr. Rob Marshall, our Pigeon Radio Australia vet online. Hello, Rob, how are you? And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia once again. Hi, Ivan, thank you very much. I looked at the Pigeon Radio Australia's Euro race mix, and um, it's, a, it's a fantastic mix um, in terms of the recipe. Mm. I think, um, how did you come up with that recipe again? Well, what happened was when Jelly come over here, we were talking about feeding pigeons and the systems they use over there in Belgium. And he said, I've got a recipe for a mix. Um, and I said, well, can you send me that recipe and we'll see if we can. He said, well, if you use it in Australia, you're going to have an advantage using that mix because it's very good. And I said, well, can you send me a copy? So he sent it to me. 
And then what we did was, Rob, if you remember, we um, went through that mix and we actually mixed it the way it said with the grain that we could get here. And yeah. we had to adjust it because a couple of the things like, um, for instance, black sunflower seeds are in that mix, right? Uh, striped sunflower seeds hulled are in that mix, which we tried putting in our mix and it's no good for Australia because the hulled sunflower, when you put it in, goes bad here because of the moisture content, um, if you remember that. so Yeah, exactly right. So yeah. we pulled those out for hygienic reasons, um, which I think was really good. Mm. And what I'm seeing here... Um, I've just broken it down. It's called a Euro race mix, isn't it? So it's a high carbohydrate, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. Euro- European race mix, which they use there, and it's based on uh, small seeds, not all the large seeds. So it's got a lot of small seeds in it as well. And what's that? How do they use it over there? Well, they is, adjust- is it for long distance or middle distance or sprint? Well, what they do with this race mix is um, uh, they use the race mix and then when they're racing sprint, they lighten it up. So they'll make it, they'll, they'll add wheat and barley to it to lighten it up. Yeah, that's how I see it here too, Ivan, right? Mm. So um, it's a really rich mix. So it's 53% carbohydrate, mm. 20% protein and about 10% oils, right? Mm. So... That's and and you've only got five um, percent wheat in here, right? So mm. so that's how I see it, right? So mm. it's a a base high energy food, right? So for those who are um, going from light to heavy towards the end of the week, mm. it's really really good. I I quite like this. So at the beginning of the week, you'd probably add. Um, I'm thinking if I was using this, I'd go uh, one part of this. Um, one part of wheat, right? Mm-hmm. And and for those who use a bit of barley, put they might like to put in a half half barley, that's half ex- wheat. You see, that's exactly what I'm doing at the Is moment. It right? Okay, yeah. that's good. And then, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. just gradually increase. So at the by Friday, if it's a sprint, you're just giving this mix. You see, mm. um, because that it's a really good mix, and um, I can see how it works over there. Um, and so you're using this as a concentrated form. Um, your base form, and yeah, then you're adding right. to it. I find I would find that this mix would be really useful, um, especially if the it's got 18 grains in it, right? Mm. So, um, and that gets a really good balance of everything you need, and it mm. it it is it looks really good. It must look delicious when you you make it up. Is that right? Oh, look, it, it absolutely fantastic when you look at it, and um, yeah. when 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 flyers see it, they want it because it is a really rich, nice mix for the birds. Yeah, yeah. it looks fantastic. I'd love to see what it looks like. Can mm. you get that in Sydney? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah. And uh, but the, the, um, in Sydney, in uh, the Thomastown Produce and Pet Supply, where you buy the feed from Thomastown Produce and Pet Supply in Sydney, I forget the name of the place now, but yes, it is available in Sydney. Okay, so you put that on a web page or something. I, I'm going to put a, a, a link on the podcast so yeah. that people can find the um, supplier in Sydney. So they'll be able yeah, to find it. Yeah. yeah, because... This would be really popular because we're going north, right? Mm. So we need a, a heavier mix going north than mm. when we're going southwest, uh, which is a faster route. So mm. off the north, north, you won't get many races over 1,300. Mm. So that's why this I see that this mix would be really good mm. in uh, in our racing this off the north. The, the central company is going north. Mm. Um, even if you're going west on this mix, mm. uh, going fast, 
you can still use it very effectively by diluting it with the barley and the wheat to see so Correct. yeah I'd, I'd, um, the, the recipe I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this looks like so I'll get summons and work it out yeah, no worries I will. Um, Rob. hang on a minute Tony wants to say something to you yes Tony, Hi, Tony. Rob how are you not bad uh, since I've been using it the birds they've been ranging a lot better and they got a lot of shine on them, they molted a bit better since I've been using it. So it's, it's I think, doing yeah, I, I can see that because it's got these, it's got the um, the rape in it, which is pretty good, right? And the oil, yes. And I'm so, pretty sure the turnip seed is oil, so yes, it is. you've got a good balance of oils in there. And then you got the the um, you got the maple peas, dun peas, mung, and lentils, and that's uh, really good for the malt too, mm. um, Tony. Yeah, so, and, it's, um, it's, so I can see why they're flying well because it's very, very high yeah, energy. It's good. And your birds like to fly, yeah. so this would just uh, fuel them up really nicely. Well, I'm, I'm building an extension at my place, Rob, and I had the builder here, and he's got pigeons as well, right, the guy that's yeah. doing it for me. And um, I had my birds out today, and he's building and he's watching them, and I had to go up to the shop, and I came back, <laughs> and he goes to me, he says, your birds are amazing. And I said, why? He said, they've been flying for three hours non-stop. Yeah, wow, my God. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, that's what mine been doing, Tom. Yeah. Have they? Yeah, yeah I, I actually quite like that. A lot of people don't like to let the birds fly that long, but I love that. Look, I, um, I really, once they, you come into the race but enough, they do come back. themselves. But We're not this pushing time of year, I, I really like that. Yeah, what well, do you think? I'm not. I'm not pushing them, Rob. I don't push them. They no, do it on themselves, no. right? So I don't push my birds. I don't flag my birds, right? Yeah. If they don't want to get up and fly, I don't force them, right? Yeah. They do it themselves because they yeah. want to do it. And if they want to fly for three hours, let them fly. They've got to get fit anyway. Yeah. No. Very. Very true. I was looking in my loft today, Ivan, and this bird. This bird kept on. I looked down. You know how he looks through your birds and. Yeah. One stands out, mm. and I, I say, and I didn't recognise it. Right, I mm. went because they're going through the malt now. As babies, you, you get confused yeah, because exactly. suddenly they yeah, come they through the malt, different. Yeah, yeah. and they're a different bird. Yeah, and I, I picked it up, and it was yours. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I didn't recognise it because it's not typical of my birds. But uh. it was such a standout bird. A beautiful blue bar hen that you bred for me. Thank you very much. Oh, well, I hope it does well for you. Now, I know Charlie Gretsch is on the line, and he wants to ask you some questions about this mix as well. Charlie, go ahead. G'day, Rob. How are you? Hi, Charlie. How are they going now? All right? Oh, yeah, they're uh, starting to loosen up a bit now. They're, okay. Uh, yeah. Good, good. On so uh, until uh, mate appears again, and they're, um, yeah, they want to come home pretty yeah. quick. I had yeah. a bit of trouble today as well. So anyway, hopefully they'll get used to it. Yeah, just keep in touch, all right? Yeah. Um, just um, regarding their, their molt too, because um, this time of year they're going to you know, they got their last flight, their second last flight. Um, what should we be giving them on their seed to try and sort of um, move forward with their molt a bit or to help right, them? Well, you know, we've got the turbo booster. <coughs> mm. It's actually a, a combination of things, right? You're trying to... Um, boost the malt up. The malt you can't, there's a set rate, maximum rate for the malt, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't actually speed that up. Other, other, you, you've got a, a, a sort of set high rate, but most, most of our birds are, are under that, right? Mm-hmm. What you'll see in the, the really, and, and the speed of the malt is also genetic really related. So what you'll find in, 
certain breeds and, and I might be wrong but what I find is with the old family Australian birds they tend to go through the malt a bit quicker than European birds mm-hmm. I, um, that's my experience in, in what I've got here but what I found in certain families you'll get at this time of, of year and you'll see that too Tony in your birds um, you'll see this uh, end flight the 9 and 10th will f- drop at the same time have you noticed that? Yep. So you get that's called a compressed malt or a double malt, and that's a very that means that what you're feeding them is supporting the regrowth of two feathers at the one time, and that's how you will actually accelerate the malt. So if you got the if you got the nutrition just perfect, in certain birds with that genetic uh, capability of going through malt quickly, you'll get both uh, those end flights going at the same time. Now that's good and bad. It's good. It's bad if you're tossing these birds, right? Because um, they've got eight flights. So what I've and I've got about four birds like that. I don't actually toss them because I'm I'm tossing up to about 60k now. And it's obviously they'll get home, but if they run into hawk trouble, they can't actually dive away because those three end flights are the accelerator flights. They're the ones that give the the speed as they yeah. twist. And so if you're missing those, the birds can't accelerate away from the hawk. So um, I think at this time of year, it's, it's actually quite a, um, it's a little bit worrying for me because I, only, I don't pluck the end flights of the young birds, only the old birds. So these young birds are coming through and they've got these end flights. And because they're a bit, um, they're not experienced, they're more prone to, you know, you could lose those very good birds because I see those birds that are having that double mould as the, the genetically good birds, but also the most vital birds, the birds that I feel are going to perform. So I look for those birds and I don't, I, I let them, I don't toss them if I'm worried. I'd certainly toss them with a tailwind, but not a headwind. Yeah, because you see a couple walking around with their, they're sort of like lifting their wing up a little bit, like to say, hey, there's something, there's something there that's annoying me. Yeah, that's that blood quill, and that will be a, yeah. a flight that might be about a quarter up. Right, and that's when that hurts most, yeah. Mm. And also, as they're coming out of the loft, if you haven't got a really big door like I haven't, they they actually flick that wing as they're going out, mm. so that can yeah. cause a bit of problem. And so, yeah. Charlie, at this time of year, you, you need to differentiate that between the damaged flight or just a bit of a sore wing, and at mm. this time of year, we're getting streptococcus as well. Yeah. Uh, that's where you'll get one wing flicking as they come down after a toss. You'll mm-hmm. see the birds will flick one wing as they, as they just land, after they land. And yep. that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good symptom of streptococcus if you, because okay. streptococcus is a very difficult thing to identify symptomatically um, because they feel really good. But what you do see is this little wing flick. But when you pick these birds up, um, not on the day, not when they're coming home, but the next day they, they will overinflate in the uh, pectoral muscle and it's very confusing because it's got a different feel to it that overinflation than you know the blowing out that you like with the buoyancy there's mm-hmm. a sort of different feel you'll get a in the body you'll, you'll feel the muscle it'll be overinflated but it will have a uh, not a hardness but it won't be flexible when you push your fingers into the muscle and there'll be just something wrong with that bird it'll, it'll, in the hand it will feel lifeless not it, 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 it's a funny feeling, but I think you wouldn't know what I mean. It just feel that it doesn't have the energy that it should have if it, that you know buoyancy and blowing out was there. So 
Um, and this, and if you got streptococcus, you're going to lose birds if you're going to toss them. Right. Mm. Okay. Right. So what do we do if um, if they've got that? Put them on. I uh, just say uh, yeah, get get what you do for streptococcus, a penicillin type antibiotic, yeah. and um, you just do that for two days at this time of year because that's all they need. We don't want a big long course. No. Um, just enough, and you'll see those that flicking will stop. Um, so the things that are happening at the moment. Um, We've got three weeks from our first race. I'm, I'm doing every uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'm giving uh, respiratory, just the softest respiratory treatment because I found that um, on Friday, Thursday, Friday, my flying slowed down. They got a bit slow. Now, we've had a, a lot of rain up here just recently and um, my birds went off in that rain and then and now they're looking really good again. So... At what we're trying to do is we're trying to, if you don't have a problem like Ivan, if your flight birds are flying three hours, right, you certainly don't do this. You just keep them on a natural program. But I think if you're finding that the birds are, are not not motoring all the time and they're, they're, not, they're not floating, but my birds do about an hour and a quarter morning and about an hour in the afternoon, but they, they're not ranging and flicking, right? They're, they're mm. sort of going too slow for me. So... It's a subtle thing, but if you let that go, then it, then they can break down, you see, especially if you're tossing, because mm. we're tossing, now we're getting tossing quite heavily now, coming up for three weeks. Um, this is when they're going to sort of break down, and, and if we have, have rain during this three weeks period, we're, we're, we're going to miss out on some tossing and some um, bringing them into form sort of uh, training. So we have to make sure we can maintain their health right through this last three weeks. So I think you... Do you start at the same time, Ivan? Uh, racing, no. We're starting this weekend uh, with the sprint. Are you? Wow. Yeah, with the sprint series, we're starting right. this weekend. So, okay. um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what And happens. when does your main series start? Uh, when does the main races start? Ju- July. July, July, yeah. July, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's right. You've got plenty of time until then. Mm. So if you're racing in the July, you'd, <clears throat> you'd probably, you'd, you'd, you don't have to do a weekly thing. So I'd, I've just started three weeks before the race. You don't want to give medications too far out. Um, so I'm just doing it so I know exactly where they're going before that first race. And if you're talking yeah. about a light, a light treatment f- for respiratory, what would it be a doxycycline treatment? Yeah, it's a doxycycline based one. Yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what? 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 Now, if, you know, if you talk to a normal vet, they'd say we well, shouldn't give just two days treatment, right? Mm. And um, it, it's a little bit different with what we're trying to do. We're not actually curing a disease we're managing it right so chlamydia is a stress related yeah. disease yeah so what we're doing is we're, we're treating for two days what we know is that that two-day treatment will actually last a further five days so um so that because what we know is the cycle of the chlamydia and chlamydia is an organism that lives on inside a cell right and um it would take five days for that cell then to recover to release that organism. So what we know is if you give two days now, that will last you until a week, right? And that's why I'm doing it. Mm. I'm giving it Saturday, Sunday. So I'm getting it right because by the Friday after that, mm. because I'm not racing, mm. um, that will be wearing off. But I toss early in the week after that. I, you know, I'll mm. be tossing Monday, Wednesdays and yeah. Thursday. And then, so that will, what you'll see is that that will carry them through the foot next week. Mm. So it's a little bit different than if we're treating a dog with an ear infection. You have to give the antibiotics for a, a period of 
time to cure that, but we're, we're not doing it that way. We're managing this disease. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is a little right. bit different with the pigeons. You've got to manage the disease. Exactly what you're saying, Rob, because with dogs and cats, it's different than pigeons, yeah, racing birds. Yeah, well, it's, a bit, it's, a, it's a different. We're talking about sports medicine as well. It's, we, we, we're giving, but we're using these medicines appropriately, you see. So yeah. we know what we're treating for, mm. and um, we're doing it in a very controlled way. Mm. So um, we're not actually affecting the immune system. We're actually promoting it by doing this, and we're yeah. actually saving the birds' lives because if they get the disease, that's when we lose these young birds. This is this critical time where we lose a lot of people lose young birds mm. at this time, and you don't have to. The only reason they is losing young birds is that they've got some sort of illness. That's and when right. they've got an illness, <laughs> they don't think, they can't think properly, no, one, correct. so they can't home, and two, then they tie up and get cramps. Mm, mm, that's mm. that's correct. Oh, well, I've got a few late breads there, and they're little, little things, right, because I bred pretty late, and yeah. their, their health is just very, very good. Well, I've got, I've got, two, I've got three late breads, right, which I thought I couldn't raise, mm. and, and I put them in my, their first toss was 40K, and that they all bred, I brought them across in the um, 20th of March. And so it's amazing what they can do. So they're, sure. they're, they've had all the tosses now. And uh, I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to lose these birds. And one of them had a dirty tail even. Do you know, you know those late <laughs> yeah. birds get a bit of dirty tail? Yeah. So it's quite remarkable. I think at times we're a bit conservative with the pigeons yeah. um, in terms of what, what we can do. As long as they're flying around the loft, because these young birds were flying around the loft mm. um, for at least three weeks, for mm. an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and an afternoon. Mm. So if they're doing that as mm. babies, they're right, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But if they're not flying and you toss those young birds, mm. you, those late birds, you're going to lose them, I That's think. right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've noticed, like, I've had a few strays into my loft in the past couple of weeks, and because people are rushing to race this sprint series races, I'm getting birds straying into my loft, and they've, they're, um, their last flight is just coming out, right? So these birds, their wings are hurting them. That's why they're straying into other people's loft. I think also um, the answer to that is also um, a lot of these, the, the tossing, a lot of these birds are really fit in those teams, right? The guys who got these teams are really fit, and they're putting these birds with the short wings in there, and the birds are going so quickly they can't hang in there, and they fall off yeah. the back. Yeah. And yeah. then when they fall off the back, they get very confused. Young birds, inexperienced young birds, get very confused, mm. and, and they get hyperglycemic because they're trying to be keeping up and they run out of breath, you see. Mm. And in that state, if once they're hypoglycemic, their brain can't work because it's not being fed mm. by energy. So then they can't orientate, that's and right. they get then they 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 come into your loft. Mm. And that's so, and, you, you and can, those birds, Ivan, may be looking really healthy. Is that what you're finding? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and you notice this on some of these birds when they come back from the races. They sort of sit on the loft and they don't know where they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That, that means they're not fit. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like them doing that, do no, you? No, I don't like them doing yeah, that. It either. means that they've really done it tough. And it's just not the physical strain on it. It's the mental strain, the, the stress that they're going through, mm. thinking about a lot. And, and very, not that they think like us, but 
they're looking around all the time for mm. predators. Yeah, they are. And they're, they're always on the alert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's very tiring for them. Yeah. And, and we know that because we see the old birds, they come out same toss, right? Mm. And they're just bright as anything just pop in. Yeah, well, because they've already yeah. they've already had the experience, you see. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so yeah. it's a very exciting time of year, isn't it? It is. It is a very exciting yeah. time of year. Now, yeah. look, we've got Tony McPherson there on the side. Now, Tony, be very good. Don't don't go too long. But I know Tony McPherson will have a question for you, Rob, before we go. Oh, lovely. Good day, yeah. Rob. Hi, Tony. Yeah. Are you are you B one or B two? I'm B one. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, B one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the mix that we were talking about, uh, yeah. the high in um, oil seeds and everything else, that'd be very good for the uh, for the uh, uh, for the feathers. Um, yeah, very good. So what we're seeing in this mix is ten percent oils, and but it's a good combination of oils, and that's going. That's why this mix is given. Um, Tony Barber, such good feather, you see. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about uh, just additives onto the seed? Um, yeah, well, I, I w- <clears throat> three days a week I'm I'm doing the Turbo Boost E Powder FI, um, and it, it does bring it up a little bit more. Um, yep. It's not because of the oils, but it's because of the other things in it. Um, so you could add that to the seed if you want to get them looking Mickey Mouse, that's how you do it. But a lot of the birds at the moment will be looking really good. Um, the next will be shiny. Um, but the, what I'm doing, the Tabu the powder, especially the powder, which is that uh, yeast byproduct, um, is really good at this time of year for the stress that the birds are going through. Um, yes. But I'll only be doing, I only doing it for three days a week. Um, uh, and that's when I'm tossing because... Um, they need that extra energy when they're being tossed. Yeah. But that, that, now, mix, that mix alone is a really good mix, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I believe it is. Um, yeah. you know, when we spoke with Yelly about it, yes, definitely. Um, now, we talk about the stress of tossing and, and uh, you know, flying the roof and predators. Um, how, what is the best way of managing that stress level and the and the and the problems that it creates for the birds. Okay, well, what we know is that under a stress, they're very susceptible to chlamydia-type respiratory diseases. Yep. Now, um, and so that's why I just go into that program, Race Program 1, right yes. now, and also, yes. and also it allows me to see the response to that treatment, allows me to see at what stage my birds are at. Now, um, a week ago, right, my birds were pretty good because they're around the loft and most bird people will be happy with them. But once you start tossing, they come up that next level, right, and they actually feel like racing pigeons now. And what will happen with the training tosses, you'll see that pink flesh coming up. Now, I always, I'm always looking for that pink flesh. Now, at this time, if you've got that blue flesh, you know you've got a problem. That's the other thing you look for in terms of chlamydia, right, to get that blue flesh. But the, what, what you need to do, when they come home from, from that toss, I always, prior to the, on the day before, before the toss, I put them on the quick gel or something like that, but I just use that. I then leave that in the water for them to come home to that water from the toss. And so that's the quickest way of getting them to, um, to recover. 
um, the good thing about the quick gel, it's got some disinfectants in it, which just helps a little bit with their throats, but it's really the energy that they need. And also I use it because then I know that they've got reserve energy for that toss if they get into trouble. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, then after the, I always bring the Katie after mm-hmm. on a Tuesday. So yeah. I make sure again that we're cleaning anything up, stress related things, but also checking at what stage you're at with health again by looking at the response of the birth to the KD. It's a very yeah. simple process. I've got the advantage and a lot of people, some people do looking at the droppings, but without, I could do this without looking at droppings, right? By knowing, looking at the response, one, to the treatment for the chlamydia to see if their droppings are going better, which mine are, and also the KD at that time. And at this stage of year, after the KD, my droppings go good again, which tells me that I've still got a problem that I need to manage. So if I have the KD, I'm looking for, I'm hoping, like everyone, after the KD that goes green and mushy, but it hasn't got done that, and it won't go like that whilst these birds are under stress. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's, that that's your question? Yes, it does. Yes, it, it, I know it's confusing. A lot of people expect that if you see good droppings and whatnot after the KD that uh, that they must be A-OK, but um, in actual fact it's, uh, it's the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, but what it's doing is actually it's managing no, what you had and can't yeah. see. But, it's, yeah. but that's a, it's, a, it's a win-win, right? Um, yes. But what, what it's saying is that you can't go to a natural program. Yeah. That's yeah, what it's saying, yeah. yeah. It's saying, yeah. You, or you have to use more KD, yeah. which is all right too. So it's yeah. a matter, it's, it's, you, you, you've used this stuff and a lot of people have, and those that have used it understand it, but you have to actually, to understand it, you have to actually do it and look at it and think, and then it becomes second nature. It is, it is, the reverse response is very confusing to a lot of people at first. Oh, it certainly is. You, yeah. you, you, know, you, you say to people, oh, I've got green, you know, <laughs> green mushy uh, uh, droppings after the KD. Oh, there must be something wrong with the birds. No, they're, they're good. Once we <laughs> stop using them, their droppings will be, you know, <laughs> will be good. But uh, if they remain firm and everything else, well, then there's something, there is something possibly wrong. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so I, sometimes I get concerned because, because I forgot I gave the KD the, the night before, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. I come down the screen, I go, oh, my God, what's happened? But then I, I look at my diary because I write it all down, and then it's okay. So mm. that's the other thing. It's a, not a bad idea to write stuff down because we're doing a lot of things every day, and um, we, we actually forget what we do. Yeah. Or, you know, I know that I do, although I've got a pretty good memory, because um, you're doing a lot of things with your normal life. Um, so I, I always have a diary. I think most people have a diary. You, you can just put it in the computer. I usually put it in the computer, just write down what I'm doing. Yep. No, that's that's good. Thanks, Rob. Okay, thanks. guys. All right, Rob, thanks very much for your time, and uh, we'll catch up again. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye, Bye Rob. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Right, now, um, this European race mix, guys, is available at Thomas from Sam, our good friend Sam, who... who we went there the other day, Tony Barber, yeah. and he treated us very nice again, didn't he? Yeah, nice 
cappuccino. Yeah, he makes us a good cappuccino and we have a chat about chat. pigeons and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's called, the, 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 the mix is called the Pigeon Radio Australia European Race Mix. And it's a very good one. And it's a very good one. Now, I can't tell you what the price is, but there is a special price for anybody that go into Sam, mention this program, and you'll get a special price on a bag of mix. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's uh, the mix is fantastic. It's very clean, no dust. It, it will improve your birds a lot, though. Mm, it will. Definitely. So go into Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies, and I'm going to have a link on the podcast. So you'll be able to go to the podcast, and uh, there'll be a link there for people in Sydney, and I know that Sam will send, uh, if you want to specially order the grain from Sam, you can, and he'll send it anywhere in Australia. So, um, yeah, Thomastown Produce and Pet Supply, Pigeon Radio Australia, European Race Mix, which has been adjusted by myself and Dr. Rob Marshall, as uh, as he said. Okay, we're going to break for a song right now. And yesterday was the 65th anniversary of Johnny Cash's song, I Walked Along. So I thought, because it's 65-year anniversary since this, uh, this song has been recorded by Johnny Cash, I thought we'd play it today. So let's listen to the late, great Johnny Cash and I Walk the Line, which is 65 years old. Here's us in 1955. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine, I walk the line I find it very, very easy to be true I find myself alone when each day is through Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you Because you're mine I walk the line As sure as night is dark and day is light I keep you on my mind both day and night And happiness I've known proves that it's right Because you're mine I walk the line You've got a way to keep me on your side You give me cause for love that I can't hide For you I know I'd even try to turn the tide Because you're mine, I walk the line I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine, I walk the line Because you're mine, I walk the line
88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Pet Stock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340. 551. Southern FM sponsor. In my community, when you're growing up, if you're the man, you know, you've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work, my brothers. I mean, they changed, not me. But I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried. Men do get depression and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. 
Tune in every Wednesday 2pm for International Caravan with your captain DDZ. Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite hrvatskom glasu. S Maricom Čok. Hrvatska glazba. Vijesti i čet. Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata. Upravo ovdje. Na 88.3 Južna FM. Zvukovi uz obalu. Mondays from 10pm to 3am. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat. Right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonti. Online, all the time. Southernfm.com.au You're listening to... Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. All the way, down under, in Melbourne, Australia. The only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. So, stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And the address at Southern FM, as Mr. John Deeks said to us, a moment ago, is www.southernfm.com.au. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, all social media. Just go to the Google machine and put in the search bar, Pigeon Radio Australia, and you'll find us immediately. Right now, Mr. Charles, Sir Charles Pink Panther Gretsch, has a very important person on the line, and I'll let him do the honours and introduce. Mr. Charles, take it away, my friend. Did you say important? This guy's very important. Come on. He's he's well known. uh, He's important. He's important. He he holds an important position on the board. Come on. Yes, he's got a special, special message for everybody. So listen carefully. Okay. G'day, Michael. He's not there. Well, he was. Oh, were you talking about me, Charlie? Sorry, mate. I thought you had a special guest, and I didn't know who you were talking about. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's trying to get me again, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got me across. Uh oh, he turned me off. <laughs> no, no, mate. No, mate. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good yourselves. How's the beach going down there? Beach? Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't ever go there. I've lived lived, lived here for twenty lived here for twenty eight years next to it, and I'm not much of a water person, mate. I. I uh, the only thing I used to do close to the beach is walk me a dog, and now she's gone, so I don't even do that, mate. Oh, really? Yeah. Already here? Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mate. Lost her just before Christmas, and still, still, oh. still pretty gutted, mate. Still pretty gutted. Oh, sorry, yeah, mate. I told yeah. you, Michael, you got to get yourself another dog, mate. Oh, everyone keeps telling me that, but uh, no, nah, she was a bit special to me, mate. So. Um, 
I feel uh, a little bit disrespectful to get another one just like that. So, mm. um, but I plus, tell you, uh, I, plus tell I, 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 I probably uh, I've got a habit of getting too attached to things, and mm. uh, probably good to have a little bit of a break because I'll I'll, I'll eventually get one because yeah. you'll uh, feel much better. Anyway, but, you'll um, yeah, it's it's uh, my problem is I get too attached to them, and then when you lose them, unfortunately, it's uh, it's pretty gut wrenching, mate. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I tell you, if you get yourself a new dog, uh, uh, Michael, you'll feel much better. You'll see. Yeah, a lot of people say that. It's look, I, I'm, I've always had them, but uh, like I say, for me, I'll, I'll, one couple of things. I've got the birds now, and it's a bit hard to sort of get a pup or a, another dog and expect the birds to be sort of used to them straight away. So yeah. Uh, got a lot of competition out there. Got to keep my eye on price. So um, mm. I better wait till after the racing oh, okay. season. Okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> So, Michael, tell us what's happening. You've got a, um, a series coming up. Uh, yeah, as we said last a uh, couple of weeks ago, or well, last week, we've got our sprint series coming up this coming weekend. So uh, our members can get that buzz going again. Uh, so hopefully, yeah, we, we should have a few, quite a few people flying it. Uh, I just had a look at the weekend weather. It's not looking fantastic no, for us. but I was uh, we'll looking hope, at it's it. It's only early days Monday, so good luck it'll... Uh, Sort of change a little bit and give us a bit of a bit of a reasonable day. I hope so because they reckon today on the radio this morning on three AW, and then I went and checked the weather myself. They said Friday, Saturday, Sunday rain. Yeah, it looks pretty ordinary. Mm. Um, I'm going to buck past liberation to Daniel, so that way I don't get my <laughs> ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> After all so. these years, you finally tweaked, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've grown pretty. Th- I've grown pretty thick skin these days, mate. So um, I like seeing him come home, and I like racing. And mm. uh, we usually it has to be. Uh, look, we we try to do the right thing all the time, but um, at the same time, we've been racing a long time, so mm. you know you're out, you're only at 120k. So if we we got you know a few hours of reasonable weather. I think the birds birds will be up to it. Yeah, I think it's most, only a, most it's guys only... are probably going to put two year old pigeons in anyway. That's so right. I think they'll they'll get a good run at it anyway. Mm. But look, we'll play it by ear. We'll um, you know you got to do the right thing, and um, bird safety's got to come first. So, but we'll we'll approach it like we always do, mate. And hopefully we we'll get some sort of a race in. We'll see what happens. Now, Michael, um, looking at the um, text message that we got from the Federation, um, Mm -hmm. do you want to just remind people about these COVID rules? Because it it was uh, emphasised in the text message, and I think maybe you should just remind people that they've got to have a mask on and all that sort of stuff, yeah? Um, A a few people have said to me, oh, why do we got to have masks and all that sort of thing? Look, at the end of the day, um, I think it's just um, good common sense to try and you know, if we can prevent something, why not? I don't think it's that big a dilemma to wear a mask. Um, and we've also got, you know, quite a lot of elderly people there. Mm. You'd hate to sort of think, you know, someone is well, sick. Well, most of those elderly people gets, should be vaccinated. You know, the, you know, harms one of the older guys and gets really crook. I wouldn't want to see that. So no. I think for a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of inconvenience wearing a mask isn't, isn't the no. uh, isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, well, most of those old people, because I played for the uh, Croatian pensioners last week, and yeah. they all come up to me, hugging me and everything. I said, why are you hugging me? I said, you might get the coronavirus. Oh, we've been vaccinated. We're all safe. They go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, you, you're more in danger than they are. Yeah. Oh, look, like I say, it's, um, look, there's a few people that have got, Issues with wearing masks because they've got, you know, slight asthma or things like that. Look, I, I, you know, we'll look at everything mm. um, in, in context. But uh, like I say, if we, we if we can avoid something of, uh, like, 
if you can avoid something, it's better than having to deal with it, isn't it? The last yeah. thing we need, yeah, you, we've had everyone else to close us down over the last few <laughs> yeah. years and yeah. pigeon viruses, you know, people viruses. So if you, if you can help with that 1% or 2% to maybe avoid something, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. About distances. Distancing, social yeah. distancing, you mean? Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, if people are, people, like I say, it's pretty much like it is everywhere else, Tony, you, um, you know, I mean, look, you go to a supermarket and every man and his dog's next to you and breathing around you. So I think if we were just if we just sort of conscious of it and and try to do, you know, try to be as um, as uh, proactive as we can as far as, like, doing the right thing, we, we should be pretty right. Oh, I think it just common sense prevails. And, yeah. and if you just yeah. use logical thinking and common sense, we'll be fine. Yeah, look, uh, look we've... we've, we've Put in protocols in place, so you know we'll we'll try and run it according to we've got we've got to deal with councils and everything as well. So we have to be seen to do the right thing because it's very easy for easy for a councillor to come down and and you know see that things aren't being done the way they should be done and 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 you know stop us from racing. So uh, we we're trying to comply the best we can and and do everything we can to to do the right thing and hopefully we get to race our pigeons the way we want to. So. Yeah, we'll we'll do the best we can. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, that 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 that's good. And and I hope we get a race this week. I hope the weather doesn't stop us. And uh, yeah, and we have a bit of fun. Yeah, look, it's early days, Ivan. You know, Melbourne weather made a change. Yeah, I like, know. <laughs> it changes like the wind, as they say. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it says it says rain at the moment. Look, three or four down days down, which happened to us many a time. Where mm. you know Saturday is not supposed to be a very good day, and then you know as it gets closer, it changes completely. So well, we'll look at it again. You know, Thursday. Start looking at it Thursday, and um, yeah. make decisions in, that we need the, to make. In the event, you know, in let's the, do it. In the event that that the that the weather's going to be really really bad, what 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 do you think the federation would do? Would they postpone it for the next week, or would we race the race during the week when the weather's better? They won't do it. I doubt they'll do it during the week. Um, it just makes complica- too many complications as far as like because it's a short race. You've got people at work, mm. um, and I don't think that's fair. That you know you've got guys at work and they can't compete. Or can't be there for their birds. So, if I, I would say, if worse comes to worse and we can't get a race in, we'll probably just move it a week forward again, mm. and um, either either run one race and have the four of them, or run the five, and it'll just happen to run into the old birds, mm. you know, yeah, well. straight birds uh, anyway, which is not going to be the end of the world. No, well, I reckon it's better that it runs into the old birds. It's better for the yeah, birds. Well, either way, it's not going to make that much difference. No. Either, so no. All right. uh, we'll just, no, like I say, we'll just make the decisions that have to be made, and um, hopefully, hopefully things pan out the uh, the way we want them to, and mm. uh, just take it from there. Mm. Let's we, come see. A, we come across these issues all the time, yeah, whenever I every know. year we have to sort of it's a week by <laughs> week thing. So you know, we'll, we'll just we'll just address it as we come. Yeah, I think Mr. B One's got some questions for you. B One, are you there? B One. I am. How are you, Michael? How are you, B1? I'm very well. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Look, uh, lucky you talk because I didn't know who B1 is. I'm not sure who's B1, 2 and 3, mate. Oh, well, yeah, I'm B1. Tony Tony Barber is B2. I can smell smell your voice, so I knew it was you. (laughs) No worries, buddy. Look, uh, uh, of course, you know, with the weather and things like that, there's every possibility that, you could possibly even drop the race a bit shorter, just um, you know, just to just to cater for it. Um, yeah, look, I mean, we're only at Castle, we're only at Castlemaine anyway, Tony. It's only 
120k. So um, it's not a good area. Um, it's not. It's not. Unfortunately, you're, yeah, you're right. You've got Masson in there, so it does make it a, a bit of a uh, dicey sort of um, yeah, dicey place uh, as well. So you got the basin at the, you know, the the bowl at Elphinstone and. Yep. And that uh, it does get very. I worked there. I worked in Castlemaine. I lived in Kyneton. I'm a Kyneton boy, and uh, I know what can happen. Um, yeah. But, uh, oh, look, I think we've all probably been you know, down to Castlemaine. Many of us have been to Castlemaine, and we have put them up on iffy days, and you can pay the consequences if the birds aren't up to it. So, and it's still early days. A lot of guys are sort. I know a lot of guys are rushing to get birds ready. I know mine, mine have only had two tosses, so I'm nowhere near. Uh, prepared for it, yeah, but and then the if I to send two year olds, I've only kept forty two year olds, and thirty of them are on their ninth and tenth flight, so they can't go anywhere as well. That's so right. look, uh, we have, we have to be conscious of you know the situation, and um, like yeah. I say, we'll just we'll take it as it comes day by day, and if it, as it gets closer, we'll we'll have a little bit more of an idea what we can what we'll have to do. Yeah, what you can do and what you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. No, it's no, uh, no great loss if you don't happen anyway. Well, look, go. yeah, at the end of the day, the worst comes to us and we, we have to cancel it. Like I said, we I think we've got about a week up our sleeve running into the the Old Bird series, so um, I think we'll manage one way or another, mate. It won't be the yeah, end of the world. Yeah, I think it'll be. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get something done. Yeah, it certainly does. But mm. anyway, look, I hope that everything goes well. Yeah, look, uh, like I say, mate, we, we hope uh, this week should, as it pans out, we, we really would hope to get a, a race in this weekend and hopefully everyone's uh, been training them up. I know I've been seeing plenty of toss birds go through and, and whatnot, so... I've heard a few guys are up as far as Castle Main, so I'm sure some guys have got them right and ready, <coughs> and um, should be should be should be good to get started again and uh, get that buzz buzzing again. Yeah, well, we hope to be able to interview the the first winner. So, okay, mate. Well, you definitely won't be interviewing me, mate. I can assure you of that. So, but uh, be nice to. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure the winner will be absolutely stoked and. Uh, We'll have to chase him the following week, hopefully. No worries. All good. Sure. Well, yeah, thanks right. a lot, Michael. Bye-bye. And that was the Secretary of the Western Pigeon Federation in Melbourne, the Michael Portelli. On the wings of a snow-white duck He senses pure sweet love a sign from a... And we'll be back with more of Pigeon Radio Australia right after the Southern FM Radio National News. The body grows... You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address here at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Southern FM, our great radio station, is www.southernfm.com.au. So go and check us out. We can uh, catch us on two groups on Facebook. 
We have a huge group that's nearly got 20,000 members now, and that's the Racing Pigeon. And also another group is the Racing Pigeon Australia, Pigeon Radio Australia. And right now, we have to introduce this young lady who's had a fantastic weekend from the United Kingdom. Oh, come and fly with me. Introducing Pigeon Radio Australia's UK correspondent from the Dream Team Lofts in Great Britain, Naomi Pierce. Well, we haven't got her on as a UK correspondent today, but we've got her on because she's a race winner once again this week. Naomi, how are you? Hello, Naomi, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Now, congratulations, first and second again. Yes. <laughs> so tell Seems us... Seems to be like a, a lucky fluke we've got going at the minute. <laughs> so tell us, what, what, did, what did you clock? This time, this week? Um, we got, uh, well, we clocked in uh, four pigeons this week. Mm. Um, we're only going to clock in the three, actually. Mm. Uh, but we actually clocked in the fourth one because it was um, a non-pigeon. Oh, yeah. And what were they, Steph Van uh, so, Yes, we clocked in the three. Were they Steph Van Reets again, or? Uh, the one that came first, uh, that was a Steph Van Reet. Mm. Uh, he was the one actually that got a second last week. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and, was, and, this, and then the one that came second this week was actually a red hen that we were given from a, another local fancy. Actually, mm. I think that 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 bird that you clocked again this week from last week, I think that bird's going to do a little bit of damage this year for you. It'd be nice. It'd be nice because <laughs> as a young bird, you never really, you never really uh, did anything for us. Mm. Um, he always came back on the day, but like when it, whenever we was. Uh, obviously, clocking in on race day, mm. we always saw this bird that was flying around, and he never seemed to come down until after everybody else had already mm. clocked in, sort of thing. Um, and then he come down, and we always had an inkling that he was always the first pigeon there, mm. but never, never came down, never, never performed anything. So, and then obviously this year, he seems to have pulled two out of the bag, sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Um, I think CG is there. CG, are you there? CG, come in. I'm CG. here. <laughs> Hello, PCNP. <laughs> Hi, CG. You're right. Hey, um, this bird was single last year. He never, he never had a mate. Yeah. Well, the big difference when you got a mate. Well, he's got obviously, his will to come home. He was a young bird last year, so obviously he wasn't like that. So, but obviously this year he's um he's got himself a woman and he wants to come home a bit quicker. <laughs> That's now, how it works, isn't it? Now, now we've got a saying. You know, uh, I think Tony knows this saying. When he asked me, um, "How are you going?" and I say to him, "What do I say, Tony?" Uh, same as yesterday. Well, Naomi, when we asked Naomi how's she going, well, you know what her answer should be, same as last week. Yes, yes. Uh, double, double, double whammy. Yeah. We did say that we'd be talking to you again. Yes, and she's going for the hat trick next week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we've, got to give, we've got to give some credit it's to a, Mr. It's a, it's a lucky streak. It's a lucky streak. It might all end very soon, but yeah, it's just a lucky streak. <laughs> no, so how's Mr. I, I how's think... Mr. NP going? 
he's doing fine. He's, uh, he's really chuffed with his pigeons. He's doing well. He's doing well catching them. Yes. He's, like, he's catching them and I'm tucking them in. That's it. Very good. So we're off to next week. Same distance or further? Well, further. We go to uh, 121 miles next week. Okay. Right. Yep. Yeah. And the, these were the uh, the Caldwell uh, Stefan routes. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm 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 keeping up to date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mister McPherson. They've they've done very well over here too. They have from from the yeah. very same fancier. So yes, they've done well over here. Um, and I tell I you, I tell you who else done very well with them a few years ago was Dr. Rob Marshall had a few, and he done very yeah. well with them too. Yes, they are a good pigeon, mm. a good family of pigeons. So, um, I just ask you, just on that, Naomi, what other lines of um, birds are you keeping there? Uh, we've got bush arts. Okay. Um, we've got um, Vanden Bulks. Yep. Um, We've got uh, Van Rays. Mm-hmm. We've gone silent. So we've got we've got a good selection of pigeons. We've got pigeons that'll do obviously spring distances up yeah. to five hundred miles. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. No, I, I, well, you, if Van Bulks are basically your, your new, newer line of a newer line of birds, but your Stefan Reeds have been around for a long time, but they're well and truly. Well and truly proven pigeons, and uh, uh, the uh, the Caldwell stud, uh, they've definitely uh, had a, a really, really good line of um, Stefan roots, and they've, those birds have done yeah. really well over here too. Um, those people that got them over here have done really well with them. And I dare say the Van and Bulks, uh, those people who have had them, who have uh, got them over here, and now testing them out, uh, getting some good results as well. So, yeah. And the, the bush arts, the bush arts have been excellent over here and they should be excellent for you, especially further up the track. Yes, yeah. Mm. But we've only got bush arts in the young bird team at the minute, so we haven't seen quite what they can they can do for us. But, yeah, it's nice yeah. to see, uh, see what we can get out of them. No, uh, they're a very good all-round pigeon, so you should do very well with them. All you need now is some hoobins. and that that well, was. Well, that's we just recently acquired some lumbrics. Okay, yep. So you should do well with the hoobins as well. They're they're a, uh, um, and what is it? Uh, any condition type pigeons. But they love it, headwind, same as the uh, bush arts. Headwind, uh, love it. So you, they yeah. should go up in the headwinds for you. Bit of luck, bit of luck. But anyway, you, you've done really well, really well. Yeah, go for the hat trick. We don't mind talking to you again next week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to get a bother to keep hearing me? I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I think it's good that... Um, you know, you, you're relatively new in, into the sport and uh, it's good to see that you're enjoying it and having some fun and, and uh, winning along the way. And obviously you've uh, set yeah. your lock up right. You've set it up right. You've got good birds. You're d- doing the right thing and you're getting the results, which is good. Good to see. We're, give, we're giving it everything we've got. We're giving it 110% to try and just, you know, get the best out of the bird spot, I think. Yeah. We're really trying with it. 
Yeah, well, everyone that's uh, yeah is everyone that starts. They're all real keen and everything else, and uh, learn by mistakes and all of that. But so far, you 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 can't be making too many mistakes because you're winning and you're going along quite nicely. So uh, that's 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 good to see. Any more from you, Charlie? We've had some great advice along the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll learn. You'll, <laughs> there'll be something, some hiccup, and, and you'll be wondering what what to do. But uh, I'm sure you'll work it out. That's for sure. But uh, there's plenty of people over there that are more than willing to help you out too. I dare yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any more there, Charlie or Ivan? Yeah, we've got, to go. we've got um, a few people to, to get through. So, Naomi, again, thanks um, for coming on, and hopefully um, we want to see that hat-trick. <laughs> I'll do my best. All right, well, um, have all a good of, one. It's all the pigeons, effectively. <laughs> yeah. All right, you should have a good one, and we'll catch up with you again, okay? No problem. Thank you for having me. No okay, worries. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was Naomi Pierce. Now, um, I'm not going to break for a song because we've got a few people to bring on still. So I'll go straight to a break to our valued sponsors. And I must say, our sponsors are, are extremely valued here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Oh, we've got five sponsors, so good on them and thank you very much to them. And we've got a new one on board, Taramede Farming Supplies in uh, in Toolan Vale. So there's a new sponsor. But the other four have sponsored us for a very long time, and thank you very much to them. And uh, let's hear from our sponsors right now. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown, or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor, your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Toulon Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor a range of European products recommended and used by pigeon fanciers worldwide. 
for winning performance and healthy pigeons, especially in times of stress, molting, breeding or racing, Val products have shown great results to national winning lofts and top racing fanciers. A large range of loft and racing equipment from Europe and Australia. Contact Natural Pigeon Products, Don, 0359981000 and www.pigeonvitality.com.au. Southern FM Sponsor. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Join Molly and Fluoro for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturday from 4 till 5pm. We'll have interviews with gardening experts plus gardening tips and fresh produce recipes. We will also talk about what's happening in your beautiful Bayside garden, what's blooming now and what to do in your garden now. Then stay tuned for the after show. We will be keeping you entertained with special guests, fun and games, and of course, more great music. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Southern FM website, our great radio station is www.southernfm.com.au. Right now on the line, direct from the United States of America in the San Diego area, we have a uh, fellow on the line that I... uh, chat with quite often on the internet and his name is Joseph Rivera and uh, he races pigeons in the USA but he's originally from the Philippines. Joseph, hello, how are you and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Oh man, Ivan, I am so glad I uh, got a chance to meet you and see and and interview here because I'm really great here in San Diego, despite the fact that we have a pandemic on what's going on with our surroundings. So we still manage to uh, to fly birds, despite the fact that uh, we all have to wear masks in a way and uh, be around, out, out six feet apart sometimes, somehow. And uh, when it comes to pigeon racing, yeah, the season is uh, is really great. It's not much of uh, bad bad weather. So, so yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Now, um... A few weeks ago, we had an interview with, uh, I think, your club president. And um, just tell us a little bit. You don't have to tell us about the club, but what club are you in and uh, how long you've been racing pigeons? And did you race pigeons previously in the Philippines or did you just start racing pigeons when you moved to the United States? Well, with the club, um, I can honestly say that um, I never knew that the club is really a promising club. They've been around for since 30s. Um, the president is very young when he started it with his dad, I believe. So, um, as far as raising a pigeon, I did not, I do, I do not have any background. Um, this is my first time racing. Um, I do love pigeon. I raised pigeon, like big pigeon, pigeon all the way back in eighties when I was uh, 16, 15, but it's not something like, like what we have right now, you know, very, very fast pigeons and Philippines way back. There's nothing there. They don't have chance or money to import the expensive birds, and until now in Philippines they're struggling to uh, 
to fly pigeon and raise pigeon is just because of the fact that they have a hard time buying the equipment. So they have this uh, phone text and do all that stuff. So it's kind of struggle. And also, um, it's not something that's really easy for everyone to accomplish when it comes to raising because I did not do it alone, uh, be honest with you guys. So I do have a very uh, professional, my very good friend mentor, and he is originally from Philippines also. And he's a top, top guy, tough guy, top and tough guy to bet with. Well, tell us a little bit and about him. Tell, tell us a little bit about him. Um, he mentors you, so he tells you, he sort of gives you um, tips and um, and uh, pointers to, to help you in your racing. So tell us a little bit about how you met him over there and how he started becoming your mentor. Yeah, I mean, like, like from the beginning, everyone to start a racing for the first year, you already know you're not going to be on a top 10 or you can't be a champion. You already know that. Okay? Yeah. So you can, you can use me a perfect example because I don't have any history of racing. So I was taught virtually and everything for two years. And until now, my good friend still teaches me all this little up and down with the pigeons. And I was really impressed the way he understands the pigeon. I don't, I personally don't understand the pigeon. I just start to learn. And, and once I'm, and after I start learning and start understanding, I was happy and become confident and I managed to share because I love to share because it's important to for a pigeon manager, especially the new one, to be on our sports because it is a dying sport. We know that. You know that. Yeah, but lately, you say it's a dying sport, but lately I've noticed in the United States of America there's a lot of articles in your papers over there about pigeon racing, and uh, I, I think that people are getting... Due to this uh, pandemic, I think that maybe people are getting more interested in the sport. Oh, well, well, ever since pandemic, we have everything new to our life. We have new planting plants. We're selling stuff. Now we're breeding stuff. We're, we're, we're raising chickens. We're, uh, you name it. But you can do anything you want. But being on the sports... It's not something easy that you just want to grab a pigeon and have a cage. No, no, it doesn't work like that. The pigeon is not for everybody. Okay, yeah. you're gonna have a passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Um, now tell us what kind of pigeons do you have? What kind of pigeons did you obtain to your loft? See, that's that's the good question because my fans here is also um, <clears throat> uh, 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 impressed and admired about what's what, what we are really going on because. As a new fan here, we don't know what birds are we holding. We don't know where it came from. We don't know the exact bloodline. And we are just there to to enjoy and become a uh, pigeon racer. So we don't have any background about the birds. We just want to apply the system that we think that is going to work. And it's there. And it took a whole year to make it happen. It doesn't take six months, but my first year of last year, I mean, I did good too, to be honest, with my two birds finishing the whole race. But this year, I was happy because I was waiting for the um, the results that I know I'm going to make it happen 
all the way to the end. And you also have to imagine, put yourself into my shoes, 27 birds. You're going to use 27 birds and you're going to fly a thousand kilometers or 600 miles. Is that enough to you? Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right there in that comment. Is that enough to you to fly 27 birds? To fly 27 birds. Well, listen, I've got a friend in Belgium that's a professional pigeon flyer, and um, they reckon, all the people that I've talked to reckon that it's better to have less birds and fly those birds every week uh, instead of having more birds and not flying them every week. That's correct. That's correct. Because if you know about birds, you can do whatever you want. But bottom line, if you have too many birds, you have less concentration. If you have less birds, you have you can concentrate on your flock. You can pay attention on each one. You can see which one who is sick, who is well. You can see everything what's going on with particular bird. But if you have a hundred people or a hundred people inside the class, how are you going to manage the people inside the class? Even the teacher don't want that. Yeah, that you're right there. You're right. And the other aspect of that point that you're making is that the health of the pigeons is easier to manage when you've got less birds in the loft. Yeah. I mean, how could you have a less bird if you don't know what you're doing with your system and how to fly a bird? Of course, you're going to acquire 100 birds. But the question is, can your birds perform a consistent time? No, they can't. No, they can't. You know that. I know that. Yeah. And we can see that. Yep, you're right. You're right there. Now, listen, uh, you had a big race on the weekend, and I was watching a video. you waiting for your pigeons. It was a very tough race. Tell us a little bit about this race. How many miles was it? And, um, and tell us a little bit about what you clocked and how you've performed in this race. And who won the race in your club? As we speak, we're not done clocking yet. We still have about two more hours. But um, last yesterday, I don't think there's a lot of birds that arrived. Not really sure yet because uh, not a lot of people calling me, not giving me a lot of information. So, But as far as I'm concerned with my law, I have more than 50% again. So I have three out of five. <clears throat> and it wasn't that tough, I think, because... It's not too much wind. It's not foggy. It's not too hot. It didn't even go over 90 degrees here or, or anything like that. So it's really good place to race, which is California, because California is a good weather, once again. Yeah, so you must... I, you must... Racing, I, believe, I believe we are racing um, before the summer, because the summer is going to hit us pretty soon. So... Yeah, well, we race the same here in Australia. We race in the winter, uh, just before the springtime. So um, you, you're probably doing the same over there in the United States of America. Now, how many miles was this this race that you were in on the weekend? I believe it's uh, 615, which is 989 kilometers. So I do, I do know in a fact that it's a tough race because... 500 miles, 500 miles, 600 miles, it's not easy task for a bird to go back. Even 400 miles. 
And who kills a lot of flyers out there will fly long distance. But guess what? They're going to use old bird. No, I'm not going to use old bird. I will use young bird on you. Why do I have to use old bird? Here's my point. I use young bird. We are real racer. We are breeders. We breed new stuff. We find new breeds. Why do you use and go back the same breed? Nope. I'm not going to buy that. Mm. And I don't have any... I don't have any... Um, uh, I, don't, I, I do not salute you. You know? Mm. If you want to go one on me and race me or race someone else or race Ivan, race me 2020 birds. Mm. Let's go 2020 birds. That's all I can say. But if mm. they want to mix match that, I don't care too. That's their per- per- prerogative. Mm. What can I say? But... Mm. You know, everybody gets something to say. Yeah. Now, listen, I'll be, I'll be every watching. People, every people have to look at it that way, that number two. You mm. have to look at the numbers. Remember, pigeon racing, there is number. There is mathematics. I can show you that. Mm. Well, give us an example. Of mathematics? Yeah. Number one, why do you care about first place or first draft? The, the thing that you should care about is how much return you get. How much bird return do you get? You need more than 50%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Because the next race, the next week, you're going to use those guys again. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen on your videos also that you have a, a, a big predator problem there. So, uh, but you get very excited when you see the predators, don't you? <laughs> yes, because the predators are one key for a pigeon to be alert, to be confident, to be aggressive, and to be, to be on top of the prey. Okay? Because once they have that ability to do that, they will always be on top of the prey. They know how to play. They know how to do the game. They're not scared anymore. And they have so much confidence to where they just play the game. And you guys don't understand that. Because you don't understand it, not unless you understand what's going on with the bird, how they fly fast, how they got energy, and how they can get motivated and fly far distance together, ranging distance. I mean, even my video, you can see. My birds don't fly in your flock and see it rotate your head over and over. Birds don't work that bad. You want your bird to go far. You don't want your bird to see on your loft. You want them to be out two hours, three hours the most, if you can. You know? If you see a bird flying around your loft, then you should be sad. Mm. Don't be happy. (laughs) (laughs) You want your bird to go far. Yeah, yeah. Every day, every day. So how many hours does your birds, how many hours does, when you loft fly your birds around the loft, how many hours do you usually get out of them? Every day you have to fly it two times or maybe three times, okay? But every time they fly, I do expect at least over an hour or more. Yeah, yeah. Now if listen. You're lucky to, to, to hours, you're glad you're doing it right. Yeah. Now, how do you prepare but your birds now for this race on the weekend? How did you prepare? What was the training? And do you do any special things about feeding your pigeons to prepare them for the race? Of course, there's always a special feeding with every flyer. Let's not be bullshit about everything. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has their, everybody has their secret. But not everyone will tell their secret. All those stuff, why are we not telling you the secret? You'll be stupid to tell you understand and let you know everything about secret. If they tell you the secret, then they're going to be competitive. You're going to be competitive against them. Yeah. Why are they going to tell you the secret? Yeah. Why are they going to tell you the right formula to do it? Let's be real here. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're very right. I want to tell you right now to all those listeners. All those people who are selling birds, I don't care where you guys are from. Why do you guys sell expensive birds? It doesn't work like that. Mm. Well, I've got a friend here in. in a, I've got a friend here in Australia that has your same opinion. He reckons that the birds are too expensive, and that's going to bring the sport down. Well, one thing that I don't like also is why is American birds are more or less than Belgium or Netherlands birds? Why do they mend so much with their birds over here? We can give birds for free. I give you birds for free if you want. Come over here. Yeah, yeah, I do the same. I do the same over here. It's the same same situation in Australia. Um, I guess the answer for that one, I, I can answer you that question. In Belgium, uh, pigeon racing was invented in Belgium originally, and it is their national sport over there. It's like uh, your um, Super Bowl over there in uh, in um, in the United States. Well, pigeon racing is probably just as big as the Super Bowl in Belgium if you know what I mean. And that's well, here's, why... Here's the only thing I can say about pigeon, bottom mm. line. Mm. All those buyers who wants to buy a pigeon, you want to buy the right bird, the right pigeon for you to raise, you buy it to a breeder who can fly their birds consistently, regardless of breed, regardless of there's no paper or not. Don't look at the paper. They can always print the paper behind you and make it look good and go to Photoshop and put a big eye, make it look good, make a contrast. Okay, sold. Yeah. And yeah. look at this. I'm going to give you a reality racing. Okay? Imagine this. If a top flyer will tell you a secret, you think the top flyer will, will get paid with that secret of top money? They only not give money. The only way the top flyer can make money is out of a bird. And that's why they get paid out of the bird and they make it look good on a paper. Period. Yeah. So in the United States of America, is it basically people generally have your opinion? They don't look at pedigrees or anything. You just... Uh, getting uh, winners to winners and consistent flyers breeding uh, consistent pigeons? I mean, of course, everybody look at the good cake. Everybody wants a good cake, but they don't understand what's inside the cake. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Outside the cake, you can always put anything outside the cake. Mm. What is inside the cake? Mm. (laughs) People don't understand that pigeon racing. Do you want to buy a bird because it's nice, it's nice, it's nice. Ah, shit. I don't want to do that. Give me a bird. I'll fly it for you. I'll fly it for good. I'm not going to talk shit. I'm not going to be conceited. But I think I can do, I think I can talk. I, I think I can understand bird. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, look, you're doing a good job uh, watching your videos and everything. And 
and very good job you're doing. I just don't like. I just don't like the fact that the new flyers are getting and get us, get us and they lost interest on pigeon because once the new flyers, the new breeds of new flyers are gone, this pigeon sport is not going anywhere except it's only to be just for us. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Um, now, listen, what, what what do you reckon people around the world, pigeon, pigeon flyers that race pigeons around the world, what can they do to promote the sport more and make more people aware and more people to get interested in the sport? What, what's, your, what's your view on that? My opinion is uh, like our club. They, they gave me a bird. I don't care about the bird because as a new flyer, you don't want to spend so much money. You don't want to be, uh, have so much, uh, whatever. BS. So all your relative, your, your, your men, who has a club is to help. Don't get yourself confused with that. It's nothing but help members. That's why you have a club. No, nothing but money. So that's the reason why we all get lost. We all care about our own because we all care about ourselves, winning a money, getting a big pot, and be on your own and be on top. Yeah, yep, yep, Joseph. So, now, listen, Joseph, um, we're running out of time for the interview, but um, tell us what message would you like to send to the uh, Australian racing pigeon fanciers and also I believe you have family in Australia and you, would you like to uh, send a, a shout out to your family in Australia? Yes, that was a great one because um, I have a family in uh, Australia. My sister is living there for a long period of time and my auntie is, is over there. A big Filipino community. If you guys want to visit my auntie's restaurant, Claire's Food House, She's been there for a long period of time. My sister, Marianne, my Auntie Claire, all the people over there. We have about 50 groups there, all Filipinos. They love Australia. They love the Australian people. I always Australia, but I never had a chance. And since 80s, you know, I already know Australian by heart. You guys are so great people, man. And... And you guys are, are welcome all the time to Philippines. And we are welcome to go to Australia. We have a good relationship, and I'm happy for that. And also, for the Australian flyers that love pigeon, experiment, observe, love, and treat your bird like a pet. Give them respect. Give them space. Understand what they need. On each one, not everyone, but each one. You look at their eyes, you know, open and close, that's a trouble. You look at them, they need to be happy. They need to dance. They need to go move around with their wings. Everything. You know it. You don't want this bird to be sad. And you want them to fly far. Once you see that, once you know it, you're in the game. You know? Yeah, Joseph. Yep. Here's, another mathemat- here's another mathematics to you. Um, here's another mathematics to you, uh, Ivan. Final. If we are training, 
If we're already on because you are already on training, you are almost on a final race. So you are already on a derby. Do not yeah. lose your bird on training. If you lose a bird on training, you are still in trouble. Mm. You are in big trouble, actually. Yeah. That's why they call it training. That means it's all it's all segregated. You already got it. And you these are the these are the birds I got. And I'm gonna train them hard. Mm. And that's what training for. So why are you losing birds? So that's it. And thanks for the time, Ivan. I appreciate you uh you giving all those opportunities for all the bird enthusiasts, the the output outlet to uh, listen to us, you, uh, the first fusion radio station in the world. Ivan, more power. I love your station, man. Thanks, Joseph. I love you too, man. And and keep up the good work on Facebook and YouTube, uh, putting up your videos because I love watching your stuff. Good on you, mate. And thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being a, a guest on Pigeon Radio Australia. You have a good day, mate. Thanks, mate. See Thank ya. Bye-bye. All right, bye.
listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. And Pigeon Radio Australia, and that was the Hindley Club, uh, Hindley Street Country Club band from Adelaide doing a classic Hall & Oates song, You Make My Dreams Come True. And uh, our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Now, Mr B1, Tony McPherson, has a couple of guests on the line, and I'll let him do the honours and introduce. And take it away, Tony. Uh, thank you, Ivan. It's a great pleasure to introduce uh, two, uh, two fanciers from uh, WA, um, Brian Brennan, the uh, newly elected president of the Perth Racing Pigeon Federation, and uh, we've got our character, Peter Adams from Bustleton. Welcome to both of you guys to Pigeon Radio. Good. Welcome, How are you, Brian? Yeah, good, Peter. <laughs> Mate, I didn't think I'd be doing a duo with you. <laughs> <laughs> which which one's Laurel and which one's Hardy? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you which one's Laurel, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Brian, you're the newly elected president of the uh, PRF. Um, tell me, uh, I, I dare say you've got a lot of things that are that – that you're going through and doing and as a, uh, a new group of people and everything else up there, just fill us in with how things are going and um, what what the season looks, uh, what you're looking forward to uh, this coming season. Well, to start off with, um, you know, what we've had to contend with to uh, get things up and running, it's always difficult when, uh, you know, you've got an administration that, been in place for some 23 years, and then it, uh, then all of a sudden you've got these changes. And uh, we, I've been able to work with the um, former president to make these changes happen smoothly. But um, we've, you know, there's been a hell of a lot of work to do. You know, we had to. It's not easy to find a, a, a you know, a parking parking place for a permanent parking position for a truck. I mean, uh, without paying 400, 400 bucks a month or whatever. And uh, then there's, um, you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, what well, you know, you, you've got, we've got uh, the new system for, um, you know, uh, for calculating, calculating uh, race results and we're, we're trying to get that in place. And uh, yeah, a lot of work there, Brian, a lot of work in that, I know. I know. Exactly, there's a lot of work in pigeon racing. Yeah, set it up. I mean, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on. And uh, actually, I, I, <laughs> I've never been so busy in years. So, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've been a president of a pigeon racing federation before, but uh, you know, the the pigeon racing's moved on. There's other technologies involved. Uh, we had a situation where our 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 very loyal truck driver. Dave Smith passed away uh, in January, and um, and we had to search for a new one. And <clears throat> fortunately, as luck would have it, we found a beauty. So, uh, yeah. So then, then we've had to train him, and but he's a fast learner, so that helps immensely. And there's a whole lot of things you've got to go through, you know. And then there's the constitution and the rules, and they need to be reviewed. And oh, it's just a never-ending job. Fortunately, yeah. we've got some good people around us to help us manage the, manage these things, yeah. Yeah, look, the, the Federation up there has always been um, 
uh, pretty strong and pretty well, uh, you know, uh, administered or kept going. And like you say, uh, times change, and uh, at times you need to go with the with the changes. We've got electronic timing and everything else. So it's uh, uh, and um, to go with that, you've got uh, you know the pigeon um, pigeon network where you can just uh, log in your um, your. Um, uh, pigeon details, and all of a sudden you've got a uh, you've got a result and everything else. But by jingo, there's a lot of work going into setting that up. I, I, I've well and truly, you know, pigeon race neat. There's a lot of work to set it up, but once it's set up, it uh, it goes really well. But the, oh, and there is an expense to it as well uh, to to set up. But once it's done, um, it, it works really well. Well, we're actually going with Gavin Harris from. Uh, from Safra, and uh, he's been helping us greatly. And we've got a we've got a couple of guys over here who are pretty tech savvy, and in particular Neil Bailey. And he's uh, he's been a wonderful assistance to me in getting things set up. And we look like being uh, ready to go for our first race on I think about the twenty third of May. So yeah, um, not far away. No, and I tell you what, it comes around frighteningly fast. So. Um, yeah, just... We're getting on top of it. We've got a good board and uh, they're easy to work with. Uh, we've got a few very experienced guys on there. That makes things a lot easier. So, yeah. No, that's that's really good. Now, uh, Peter, how are you how going? Uh, we're going really well, buddy. We're going well. Uh, now, what, what's happening over in Bustleton? Not a lot, mate. Not a lot. We're starting... Starting three weeks, I think, and I haven't even tossed a bird yet. Personally, I even know Kingy and um, the son of the son of our esteemed president, Michael Brennan. I think we've only just started. It's been a funny year down here as far as the malt goes. They um, the body malt was very slow, so they're just starting to look just starting to look and fly well now. So uh, yeah, so a bit behind the eight ball. So uh, yeah, the tossing we'll get the tossing going this weekend. Our first. Couple of races are only 80k, so they're only a toss, really. So, yeah, long, sure, as, long as experienced birds get a couple of tosses under their belt, I should uh, I should manage a, a, a credible seventh or eighth, I reckon, the way I'm going these days. <laughs> we've only got, and we've only got seven or eight flyers, so that's yeah, I was just going to say that, Peter. How many flyers? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Now, you, now you guys um, further down the track, you jump on board with the PRF. Yeah, we jump on board. The we uh, the way the programs programs uh, looking this year, we'll end up having at this stage subject to obviously birds and the, the, we've been going pretty well the last few years. I think we have we'll end up with ten races over five hundred k, so that'll be pretty good. Oh, that, yeah, that that will be good. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So, excellent. Um, we've got um, Kingy, Kingy's uh, last year at his current address, so he'll be he'll be um, going hard. And we and we all know Mick and Sharon are always there about. So um, yeah, no, it should be a good year. The, the boys are all pretty keen. The new club rooms are finished. So, yeah, yeah. Um, we're we're in, and um, yeah, the club rooms are at the back of Mick's house there. They built a new shed, and yeah, she looks pretty good, and. Um, Yes, exciting times, exciting times. No, that's good, mate. That's good. So, uh, or, or everything. Now, you've had um, a few problems yourself um, when you shift, relocated your birds and things like that. You had a visit from the fox, and yeah, everything. yeah, no, it's um, it's 
actually the birds, the birds, um, the block's only over the estuary, so technically only a kilometre apart. And, and I still, uh, still had a couple of stockies at home, and I thought I'd have some problems, but I didn't have. Uh, they actually went back to my house a few times, but now they're over the block and not living there. And um, the mate who lives on in the house over there said he'd lock them up for me one night, and I forgot to ring him and say, "Did you lock the birds up?" And he didn't. And uh, in come Mr. Fox and got forty. So, uh, on a couple and second, he's actually done it twice. I'm about 80 birds down, unfortunately, but it's a bit disappointing. But um, I can't blame anybody. It was the second time I thought I'd locked him up, and must have had too many beers that night, Tony. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've trimmed my I've trimmed my team back, which I've still got enough to race. But it's a bit disappointing when you can't really tell from your stockies and what's. I'm a year behind with my stockies now. Really, work, what's working and what's not? Because yeah, yeah, not, not really, not really the parents' fault if a fox eats a bird and doesn't come home from a race, does it? So it's no, very hard, very hard to uh, work them out. That's 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 for certain. That is for, for sure. So you guys now, uh, I uh, did happen to uh, watch on uh, on the TV the other the other day showing. Um, uh, Bustling Bustleton, and uh, it definitely looked, uh, looks uh, looks like a place to uh, go and visit. Um, yeah, no, we you had your local cafe, your local your local um, restaurant cafe burnt down. Yeah, yeah, the old goose on the beachfront. Yeah, apparently they forgot to take the take the stuff out of the dryer, and it just sat in there and spontaneously combusted. So yeah, that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, livened, livened up, livened up Bustleton. Yeah, so yeah, no, they, yeah, it was a bit of a talking point, but uh, we just won tourist town of the year for WA last week, so all the uh, shire, the shire councillors are all pretty happy with themselves. Oh, I bet they are. I bet they are. Oh, look, I must say, um, we're looking forward to uh, doing our. Um, trip up that way um, over to uh, WA and we'll uh, definitely be calling into Bustleton and catch up with, uh, with the local uh, pigeon club up there. Yeah, we'll um, get the boat out, mate, and catch some of our local jewfish. That's in, uh, oh. a real- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get together. Um, I know uh, the wifey, uh, Bronnie, she's uh, keen to... Uh, Get over that way and uh, catch up. She keeps on saying, "You you talk to all these guys. How about we meet them?" I said, "Yep, we'll do that." Yeah, well, 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 well. Oh. And, and Brian, you still with us? I'm listening. I've just I was listening to Peter. Now, Peter, Michael tells me he's had a look around all the lofts down there, and there's absolutely there's absolutely nothing to beat this year. I don't know how true that is. Oh, yeah, like. If he looks at my lot, you won't have to try too hard. But I might give him a bit of a run for their money this year. Once I, I might be a couple of weeks behind the eight ball, Brian. But I tell you what, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to get him have it all his own way. That's for sure. He's got no hope anyway, mate. His missus will flog him. Absolutely flog him. He has got. He, if he thinks he's going to go all right, he is just kidding himself because like, yeah. just like a weapon. Yeah, the, the, the wifey's at home looking after the birds, mate. So exactly but, right. A bit of a different. I reckon there's a bit of a different feeding regime goes on when mixed away on swing. I tell you. <laughs> he tells he tells me he saw your birds down the park the other day walking around with the with the pelicans. He reckons they're looking real good. I don't laugh, mate, because there's two. <laughs> since I actually relocated the loft, I go. I've got to go over the bridge 
to go out to me block and there's two sitting on the bridge and I know they're mine. So there's a bit of truth in that, mate. Doing a spot of fishing. Yeah, so and then um, we've got Charlie Greck there. Now, Charlie, you got anything you'd like to uh, ask the boys? Well, unfortunately, I can't really say much because we've gone way over time and we need to go. So, um, first of all, um, welcome, guys. Uh, glad to meet you both. I, um, actually, I have spoken to one of you guys before, I think. Yeah, I remember, Charlie, I was insulting you last time. That's right. Now, yeah, I knew, I knew you were on the I still can't sleep at night, Charlie. It's a crap. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't so sleep at night. Save an alarm clock, get that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, we we must go. But uh, I want to tell you guys one thing. Um, obviously, you start racing shortly, so um, that's a good thing. And um, we want to make sure that these guys come on with your results uh, on a weekly basis. So um, make sure you get your results already in that, and um, we'll have a bit more of a chat next time um, you, you come on. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, so yeah, again, yeah. Um, thanks again for um, coming. I'm sorry a bit late, but um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch us again. We'll speak to you soon. Have a good day. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Very Thanks very much, Brian. Thank Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Thanks, Brian. Have a great Have a great yeah. start. Same to you, guys. Good on you, guys. Right. See you later. Thanks, right. mate. See ya. All right, now it's time for us to, to say goodbye. So goodbye, Mr. McPherson. Yes. Uh, goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, B2. Goodbye, uh, Charlie. Alias the Pink Panther, and uh, goodbye to everyone around Australia and the world. Goodbye, Have a good week. And Mr. Pink Panther, see you later, mate. Goodbye to you. Yes, see you again next week. Yes, next week, same time, same station, here on Pigeon Radio Australia. So- Stop the pigeon. Cheerio. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon.